Career success, no fears, no excuses. This podcast will discuss and debate professional development and job search strategies from baby boomer, millennial, and Gen Z perspectives that will help facilitate the accomplishment of your career goals. You're here with Jessica Duplessy and John Karras of Job Transitions, Inc., and today we're going to discuss strategies and techniques to prepare for an interview. Thanks, Jessica. My name is John Karras, and I am the president of Job Transitions, Inc. During part one of strategies and techniques to prepare for an interview, we focus on the importance of researching the company and how to develop good questions to ask the company representatives during the course of an interview. In this episode, we are going to focus on strategies that will help you prepare for a variety of interview styles and possible questions the company representatives might ask you. There are at least four styles of interview questions. One, traditional questions. Two, behavioral-based interview questions. Three, questions related to fit for the organization's culture, including likability of the candidate, and four, case studies. Remember, every interview will be different as each company and individual interviewer will have their own style. It is impossible to predict what a specific interviewer or interview team will actually ask, but focusing on these four styles should help you prepare for any question the interviewer might ask during the course of the interview. During this episode, we will discuss traditional questions. These are open-ended questions such as, tell me about yourself, and similar open-ended questions, questions relating to your strengths and weaknesses for the position, and asking the job seeker to expand on certain points communicated on their resume, including day-to-day responsibilities and accomplishments. I would like to begin by discussing that dreaded open-ended question, tell me about yourself, as many job seekers have a difficult time handling that question. It's so open-ended. That's right. During workshops and individual consultations, when this subject comes up, we can see many clients grimace and say something like, oh, I hate that question. However, with a little preparation, this should be a question that every job seeker should hope to get asked. Why? Because it is the most candidate-friendly question there possibly could be. Think about it. The company rep just asked you a question that is basically, I'm going to give you a little time to tell me anything you want. However, one thing the job seeker will not know, how much time are they going to give you to answer that question? That's a good point. All job seekers should develop what many call an elevator pitch. Think of it this way. If you had an elevator ride with a decision maker on who gets the job, and you only had the time of the elevator ride to present your case on why you are the best person for the job, what would you say? So about 30 seconds to one minute in time. One minute can be a lot of time if used effectively. The job seeker should include their most marketable experience, skills, and passions. Review your points of marketability, which we discussed in episode three of this podcast series. Here is an example of an elevator pitch for someone pursuing a management position in the manufacturing and production industry. I have three years of management experience in a manufacturing and production environment. I feel I have excellent time management skills. For example, I am working full-time while pursuing my MBA degree, and I feel I have excellent communication skills. For example, I'm responsible for facilitating regional management meetings with up to 25 participants, along with being bilingual in Spanish. In this hypothetical elevator pitch, notice the key points that are being communicated. One, three years of experience in a manufacturing and production environment. Two, excellent time management skills, soft skill. And three, excellent communication skills another soft skill. Based on their points of marketability, three years of management experience in a manufacturing and production environment, 
time management skills, and communication skills are the most marketable points to get that job. That's correct. And this is one reason why I like to call soft skills personal points of marketability. Time management and communication skills are personal points of marketability. So you are talking about yourself. These skills, as in the case for all soft skills, are yours. They are not experience. They are skills that you personally possess. They go with you no matter what job you decide to accept. In episode three, Points of Marketability, we discussed that all soft skills are opinions of yourself. You need to prove them when marketing yourself on soft skills during an interview and on your resume. Make those more factual statements rather than an opinion of yourself. We call this a proof of a personal point. What are the proofs of the personal points of marketability in this example? For the soft skill time management, the proof is, for example, I am working full-time while pursuing my MBA. The proof of the soft skill communication is, for example, I am responsible for facilitating regional management meetings with up to 25 participants and being bilingual in English and Spanish. No proof is needed if using a job-related point, as those are all factual statements, such as three years of management experience in a manufacturing and production environment. Using this strategy will allow you to use both job-related and personal points to answer the tell-me-about-yourself question. In that specific elevator pitch, here are the skills and experience communicated, and it takes only 30 seconds or less to verbally communicate it. One, three years management experience in a manufacturing and production environment. Two, excellent time management skills. Three, working full-time while pursuing an MBA degree. Four, excellent communication skills. Five, experience facilitating regional management meetings for up to 25 employees. And six, bilingual in English and Spanish. That's not too bad. And an excellent answer to the tell me about yourself question. Passionate about continuing education or other areas of interest could be included in that elevator pitch as well. Working on your elevator pitch and reviewing episode three, points of marketability, will also help you identify and prioritize your strongest points for the position. Once you identify and prioritize both job-related points of marketability and personal points of marketability, you will already know the strongest skills and experiences you can bring to the table. The prioritization might change slightly from interview to interview, but if the job target is solid, it probably will not change all that much, if at all. If the job target is fairly open, you might need to reprioritize before every interview. Remember, when you prioritize your points of marketability, prioritize based on marketability for the specific job, not necessarily what you have the most experience in. If you complete the points of marketability exercise, you should be well positioned to discuss your strongest points and prove your soft skills are correct by providing specific examples. Another good way to prepare for traditional interview questions is to review every point on your resume and be ready for expansion questions such as, tell me a little bit more about that. Some decision makers that interview you might not consider themselves professional interviewers, if there is such a thing. It is common for some decision makers to simply take your resume and ask you to expand on a specific point. For example, if a bullet point on the resume says, manage accounts payable check runs averaging $400,000 a month. The interviewer might simply read that point and ask you to tell me a little bit more about that. If you can handle 
But tell me a little bit more about that question. For all the points on your resume, you will be well positioned to handle that type of interview. Have someone you trust go through your resume and play the role of the interviewer. They should simply read each bullet point and ask you the, tell me a little bit more about that question. Not only will that force you to identify more detail for that point, but the person playing the role of the interviewer will be able to observe your nonverbal communication as you answer the question. In fact, if I had an interview coming up and I could only do one thing to prepare, that is what I would do. The theory is, if you can expand on all points listed on your resume, there is very little they can ask you that you haven't given at least some thought to. Okay, John. We have now discussed handling open-ended questions by creating an elevator pitch, how to identify and prioritize your strong points, and making sure you can expand on all bullet points displayed on your resume. But a common question I get from job seekers is, how to handle the weakness question? Yes, this is a common question that clients ask us and many struggle with. You need to appear humble and willing to learn. Everyone has weaknesses, so you should not be afraid to discuss it. The key is to prepare the answer to the weakness question before the interview. Thinking of one during the interview, off the top of your head, is very difficult to do. Try to think of an attribute that you are proactively working on and the steps you are taking to improve. If possible, try to turn that weakness into a potential strength for the position. Let's look at a few examples. The job seeker's target is administrative manager. Strong technical skills are required for the position. The job seeker has very good technical skills, but is not that strong in Excel. The job seeker can answer the question by stating that, although I am proficient in several programs relating to sales and financial management, I've never had the chance to learn Excel. Currently, I am taking an online training program in Excel and expect to complete that program in a couple of weeks. Once I complete that program, I will have basic skills in Excel, and based on my technical experience and other software programs, I feel I can learn Excel and become an advanced user very quickly. Let's look at another example. The job seeker's target is business communications. Strong graphic design and verbal communication skills are required. The job seeker has very good design experience, but is not an accomplished public speaker. The job seeker can answer that question by stating that, I love graphic design and I am well qualified for that aspect of the position due to my experience with many graphic design programs. However, I do not feel I have reached my potential in public speaking. Recently, and this is true for me, I joined the Toastmasters organization, which is giving me hands-on experience and strengthening my skills in that area. I like that. One more example, the job seeker is going for a sales position. They can answer the weakness question by stating the following. I know that listening skills are extremely important in closing the sale. Listening skills are a strong point for a sales job. Job seeker has indicated they know that is important. Sometimes I get a little too aggressive in trying to close the sale. Going for the close, another strong point for the sales position. I am currently working on improving my listening skills and I have learned that spending a little more time listening to the client's needs and concerns more closely and possibly probing a little bit more on what is important to them has improved my recent sales results. The job seeker has identified two strengths for the job, listening skills and going for the close. The job seeker communicated they are pretty aggressive in going for the close, but also stated they know the importance of listening skills. 
they are currently spending more time listening to their clients' needs, which has increased their sales. As you can see, these might be a bit difficult to think of off the top of your head, but if you think it through before the interview takes place, I am sure you could come up with a very good and marketable response to that question. In our next episode, Strategies to Prepare for an Interview Part 3, we will discuss the behavioral-based interview style and the style of interview that focuses on fit to the organization's culture and candidate likability. Until then, this is Jessica Duplessis. And this is John Karras. A big thank you to all the people who have listened to our podcast series. If you enjoy our podcast series, we'd love for you to subscribe, rate, and give us a review. For a free resume review and initial consultation, visit us at www.jobtransitions.net.